All right, so welcome back to the Well Actually podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, like I said at the end of the last episode, it was a pretty lengthy conversation, so we decided to split it in two. So we're going to jump back into this conversation with Joy, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, we're back here with Joy from Speak with Joy. We're Bizak. All right, so all right, let's <laughs> let's get into what you wanted to discuss today. Woo! So I'm going to discuss something I definitely have blogs about. I blogs about this. This past January, actually. So the blog was titled, Unpacking My Projective Standards Towards Dating. And my projective standards were from my Nigerian culture. Okay. So both of my parents are Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria, but I grew up here. But growing up here didn't change anything. So like when I got home and the doors were shut, (laughs) expectations galore. Like (laughs) all of the American eyes was out the window. So... I didn't realize till earlier this year that the way I was choosing guys I was dealing with wasn't really based off of what I wanted. It was a lot had to do with what I was just being told from different people. You know, like I, the perfect example was, I mentioned in my, um, on my blog post was, oh, Joy, you know, like you don't want to, you know, like I'm not supposed to date a guy with kids. And so I always grew up thinking, I don't want to date a man with a child because I was told not to date a man with a child because according to the Nigerian culture, it's taboo, Hmm. right? And none of the reasoning had anything to do with me, my preferences, my personal experience at that, or the the realization of experiences. Because I remember a couple years ago, I was um, getting to know a gentleman that I met through my job and he had a beautiful daughter and he was, he was amazing. Like the conversation was great. Um, it was cool, but you know, he lived in like South Jersey. Like not like I don't know, is New Brunswick considered South Jersey? No, not really. Kind of like central, central, right? Yeah. So definitely further out. Like his 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 night of fun would be him going to Philly. Like that's how oh, deep wow. okay. with that and also with his daughter, it was very difficult to see him. Like there wasn't that spontaneous like, hey, what are you doing? Like, let's, you know, grab food. And I tried it. It didn't work. And, you know, but I was happy that I gave it a chance. And from that experience, I mean, I'm not against dating a guy with a child, but I also know that it's very difficult. So I, I, if I can avoid it, I would. But, you know, a couple years before that, I would have been like, oh, I'm not supposed to date a guy with a child because, you know, how does that make my family look? Or how does that make me look? Oh, I'm a Nigerian. This looks crazy. You know what I mean? And so you actually had a reason behind it where it was based on your experience, not not you being told that you shouldn't. Right. But years before me realizing that I said no to guys with kids before and not even realize, like, I never gave them a chance. I never tried it out. I only said no because of what just how it make my culture look. And those are probably great guys. You know, the, the beautiful thing about men with kids is that especially if they're raising their kids and they're, you know, they're present in their child's life is that they're nurturing. You know what I mean? Like they've been forced to nurture another human being. So, you know, they're going to nurture you. Hmm. Um, And so it was one of those things where I'm like, if I meet a guy that has all the things that I ideally would want or naturally need, why would I have, you know, like, why would I say no? You know, and I realized that 
it was my culture saying no because how it looks. Because, you know, being Nigerian, it's all about how you look, mm-hmm. right? Perception. It's, and so, like, they don't even care what happens behind closed doors. As long as you present yourself nice, that's all that matters. Um, and I had to realize, like, is me not wanting to date a, um, actually date a guy that has kids, is that because of what I want? Or what am I doing it because it's been, um, it's been projected onto me? Um, and I remember having a really good conversation with, with one of my best friends, um, Afia, and, and we and we were processing that out loud. And that's when I realized, yo, is this really what I want? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, maybe I, I, was, I, I was under the assumption that by doing that, it's bad. But in reality, it ain't bad. When they had the child, I was not around. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was one of the things I, I realized with that. And even with like, you know, going back to like status and perception, I remember, you know, with Nigerians, education is key, right? However, when I would bring a guy name up, you know how they always say like, hey, I met somebody and think if it's three weeks later, never mind. Like mm-hmm. that was like my life. But I remember, <laughs> um, I remember telling my mom like, oh, I met this guy. And the first question she asked me, two questions she asked me up front was, what did they study? Where did they go to school? And two, are the parents still together? Hmm. And it's one of those things where you're you're constantly being drilled. Yes, education is key, right? But there's also many keys that unlock somebody being, you know, like doing well in life. Um, so my standard was like, oh, they have to have an education, right? Like a degree. And culturally, it's like you want the man to reach the highest level, right? Oh, he's a lawyer. Oh, he should be fine. Oh, he's a doctor. Oh, he's a med school. He should be fine. And so ironically, I was meeting guys that were lawyers that were in med school. I'm going to be honest. I'm not throwing any shade to anyone that's in law school or a lawyer or is a doctor. But I realized at that time, those were like, I was getting to know them and it didn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, those are the ones where I dealt with the most headaches from. And why do you think that is? Because, well, because I overlooked other qualities because I made, I was making education as something I had as my non-like negotiable uh. instead of using it as like, that's a trait that I would like, but if they don't have it, but they just are great men and they, and they, we have other things that we both value, you know, equally the same. Then they're, you know, good to date. But my value system, what wasn't my value system? My value system was my culture's value system. Mm. And I had to realize, like, wait a minute. I need to figure out what Joy wants because Joy is the one that's going to be in this relationship. Joy is the one that's going to marry this person. Joy is the one that's going to raise a child with this person. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was hard because I had to erase everything I knew and figure out what I want. And what I wanted was not going to fancy other people. You know, I could bring a guy home that might be doing well. And I'm, you know, and if my mom asked me, does this person have a degree? No, you know, they, you know, I mean, they have the high school diploma. I know my mom look at me and be like, Ed Dustin, are you serious? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, mm. she would probably be nervous, but may not know, like, you know, like that can be the man that God is sending for me. Um, or I decided to choose that it's going to love me in a way that I deserve to be loved. Um, and it, it's, it's tough. It's really tough because I've met a lot of Nigerian men that, and women that aren't happy 
right? And they were married to the person or they were in a relationship with the person because of how it looks, right? Or especially when you have families coming together and having conversations like, yeah, you know, they should make this work. When in reality, they don't even like each other. Or they mm. don't value the same thing. And then they're the ones who have to suffer in it. And so with dating, it's like you have to date for you, right? Like we all have, everyone has a culture and our culture shapes us regardless, but it's like finding your identity when that's when when you when you mask that like joy yes everybody knows i'm nigerian but other than me being nigerian what do i want mm. what do what, what am i looking for you know what i mean and and it forced me to be open to dating somebody who's not nigerian right to be open to guys who may not be african um and i'm a little bit more open to to actually that now more than anything, even with the events I go to. At one time, I was just going to all Nigerian events because I was like, "Oh, I'm looking for I'm looking for a Nigerian because that's what I'm supposed to look for a Nigerian." And in reality, there's so much there's there's a lot of men in this world, and I can't have standards that aren't mine really begin to pick the one that I even want to even give a chance to. Oh, okay. Um, it's hard. It's hard. You have to unpack. You have to ask yourself, well, with all these failed relationships or failed dating, you know, experiences, why? And a lot of the times you realize the common theme is you don't know what you want. And if you think you know what you want, you're not following it. Why aren't you following it either? Because there's other factors, right? It can be because you're afraid to follow it. Or it may even go back to that's probably not what you really want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not dating for status. You know, whether you're a, a lawyer, you're not. Like, my thing is like, do you love God? You know what I mean? Like, I'm more concerned about that than concerned on, oh my gosh, he has a child. Oh, on the wedding day, the whole family's gonna be embarrassed. Uh, he, you know, he has a child. And, you know, in, in, on, a, on a wedding day, no, no, I said the child part, but oh, he, um, he doesn't have a degree. Oh my gosh. Like, how does this make my parents look like, look, right? Or how does it make me look, you know? Um, yeah, I, th I think with Nigerian women, especially, or African women over 30, we have to be okay with like questioning what some of our wants are in men and ask ourselves, are you not meeting anyone or finding someone because your like standards aren't your standards because if your mom's standards are your standards or your aunt's standards or your grandma's standards they can date the person it will last but if you date them mm. it won't yeah. last mm. so and I'm, I'm talking all this like i got a whole man like <laughs> yeah because you know when i met my my uh, boyfriend mm. no i don't and i'm saying this as a single person that i literally realized like i have to be very open I have to be very open. If I'm praying to God for a good, decent, God-fearing man, God's like, listen, I'm not even going to give you options until you realize, like, like you get to the point, you have to choose him or your culture. Mm -hmm. And that's that's tough, where it's like some of the things your culture will tell you you need to look for can kind of go against everything that God will tell you to look for. God doesn't have in the Bible where it's like, you need to make you need to marry a man that has an X amount of money, you know, a degree, like when you really break it down, one of my favorite pastors is Miles Monroe. And he talks about the things that women should look for in a man. If my mom and dad heard that, they'll be like, 
I understand. And my parents are God-fearing. They'll be like, I understand, but we pray that God gives you a man that, you know, will take care of things. And Miles World breaks it down. Adam and Eve, Adam had a vision. Adam was working. It isn't, Adam wasn't, you know, wasn't a multi-billionaire business person, but he had a job, mm-hmm. right? So that's the number one step, a man that has a job. The Bible doesn't specify, like, he has to have a certain type of job, but through Adam, he had a job. He had a vision. He was in his purpose, in his vision. Culture doesn't tell you, oh, you need to be with the man that that actually has a vision in his life that knows his calling. It doesn't teach you that. They It teaches you, make sure they have a degree. Mm. If the name has doctor in front of it, it looks nice on wedding invitations. Joy and Dr. Joe <laughs> or whomever. Like, that's beautiful, right? Um... You know, like God wants you to be with somebody who's in his presence, right? That is seeking him, you know, that's able to lead. Culture will say, hey, you know, the person goes to church on once in a while. That's fine. You know, that's fine. And according to God, it's like, no, no, do not do that. You know what I mean? Our culture didn't create marriage. God did. So if we know who created marriage, why are we so concerned with the standards of our culture and then get married and then be unhappy? Huh. And I'm coming from a 31-year-old unmarried woman who's single. Okay. Okay. Some people might be thinking, that, sis, that's why you're single now. Hey, we all have our seasons. <laughs> I guess this is my single season. <laughs> we all have our seasons. I feel that. I feel that. So is there anything else that you feel like you've had to adjust on, like when you said, like, not with the guy with the child or based on degrees or not being Nigerian or African, is there anything that you feel like you've had to adjust on or not that you've had to, but you've later realized on your own that, okay, this not this might not be as effective as I need it to be because I'm limiting myself? Yeah. And I, w- I would say the number one thing is because of culture, we're not taught how to date. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That is number one. A lot of the times I look back as, you know, mm-hmm. everyone that I met weren't bad guys. There were probably some really great guys that I just... Didn't give a chance to because I wasn't ready. I didn't know how to receive it. I, I didn't know how to recognize a good man, right? When you're when you're when your culture has this reputation of no boys, no no dating, it it can it can impact you, right? In a negative way. Yes, it is healthy to make sure that you really shield your child from certain things, and that's fine. And you and I and I think that there are certain ages where I feel like kids don't need to be dating. Like you need to focus. But I think the conversation on what to be looking for is important because what was told to me was, you study to the highest degrees you want or you can, and then you pray for God to send you a God fearing man, and that's it. So graduation, it was like, where's your husband, right? <laughs> um, from undergrad, and I'm just like. I don't even know how to be interacting with guys. Mind you, and I was dating undergrad, but those relationships were all failed, right? I dealt with a lot of foolish things because no one told me the kind of red flags, you know? Like, nobody was telling me, you know, like, oh, you just be with a God-fearing man. Well, that's a little bit too broad. I need Mm. specific. I need to know that a man who is serious is going to move about like this, or he's going to talk about certain things. He's going to treat me a certain type of way. If I shared my entire experience with my parents, they wouldn't be able to handle it. And I think for many, you know, Africans can definitely relate to that. And I think when you're not candid about what to look for, life becomes your teacher and unnecessary experiences kind of push you further away than than like needed. Um, and culture, you know, kind of tells you, well, 
you know, when you get older, it's supposed to work out or they'll connect you, you know, like they'll do the matchmaking, which I'm not against. Like I'm big on, I believe in referrals, right? Hmm. Like if somebody's like, Joe, I think you should be with so-and-so, da 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 right? But when I mean, you don't even know what you should be looking for and you have a family member telling you, oh, I want you to meet this person from Canada. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't even know what I like. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, like I don't know the qualities that, that I'm looking for in a man because no one taught me what a healthy thing looks like, right? And a lot of the times we want to say that our parents are great examples and we know our Nigerian men, our African men, they don't show affection. So when you don't show affection, not all, at times culturally mm-hmm. there's a reputation where the African men don't there's show affection. The, okay, there's a the reputation, but yes, it's not rep- necessarily the reality. It's not the reality, okay. but I... I wonder how many women listening to this have ever heard their father tell them I love them. Mm, And so when you don't hear that, you're going to, you're, you are going to accept a man that is not going to be as verbally nurturing to you as you deserve. You'll be okay with dating the guy that's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna call you when I feel like it, or, you know, I'm going to express to you how I feel, you know, or at times we can become, overly obsessed with wanting to be with somebody to kind of to kind of fill this um gap right because like, we it can also lead, it. leave you vulnerable to someone who uses that like verbal expressions of affection mm-hmm. even if it's not sincere exactly but when you're loved when you hear love and your and your father is telling you i love you and because i love you i'm going to do x y and z for you you're starting to correlate the words with actions and consistency over time it allows you to realize you love me just so you say quote unquote just but you treat me right like that ain't the kind of love that i've been exposed to right like the first interaction women have of love of the opposite sex is through a father or father figure. Right. That's going to set the tone. So I realized, like, I don't, and I love my dad, right? But I remember telling my dad, I love him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I love my daddy. I love him so much. He's so supportive. He works really hard, right? And because I'm used to seeing that, I like going towards men. I'm more intrigued by men who work really, really hard. Not just men who just, oh, I just work. No, 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 Who work hard, who really are able to to actually, um, that, 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 that does their best to support the family, I'm drawn to that because that's what I see, right? But other than that, growing up, that was it. So I was like, well, if you're in school, I guess you're working hard, right? <laughs> I guess I can date you because you're cute and you work hard. Check, check, check. But it's like, I feel like our generation, we have an opportunity to break that cycle. And then when we are, you know... In a, in, in a situation where we can, like, have our own family. I'm talking to my child, m- my son and, and my daughter on how to love. Like, what love is and exactly what love is not, right? And, and, and I'm not bashing my African men, but African men aren't taught, right? Like, women are taught how to be prepared as to be a quote-unquote wife. You have to be in the kitchen cooking with, you know, your mom on a Saturday morning. Luckily, I was on the track team, so I didn't have to do that. I was at practice, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all of this ingrained on women do this, women do that. Oh, you have to make sure your hair is nice. You have to dress up. And men do whatever they want. And, and like, they're not taught. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, if you think me dating only Nigerian men is easy, it's not. Because they've had X amount of years of not having any attention on how to, you know, take women seriously. Even, or for them to even have this desire of wanting to be in something serious. You think me, I'm going to change that? 
No. I said, there's a difference between my sister and I and my two younger brothers. My sister and I, we don't, we weren't giving my parents stress. My two brothers were because they got away with so much. Mm-hmm. There isn't the same discipline. Men can do whatever they want. Oh, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Oh, that's fine. Me and my sister. Oh, we're going to hang out with friends. For what? Why you need to go hang out with your friends, right? I bet come home right after school. You know, like, you know, men run wild and free. And then you expect by the, the time they hit 25 or 30, settle down. And unfortunately, they're the ones who can be playing a lot of games with a lot of women's heart because they're not taught. So you're saying that there's a lot of socialization that goes into how we end up loving or seeing love and how we raise our kids. I mean, that's, there's there's not a lot of, I can't point to a lot of falsehood in what you just said. And I guess every culture has that too. Yeah. Not, not, well, not just Nigerians, but then it's like, I, I feel like there's, there's, there's not, I don't, I don't want to say like there's just pressure on your end, but, but I'm not even going to get into my dating life right now because it's non-existent and it's most okay of that, it's non-existent. most so of that is, mine. most of that is by choice, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like when you're trying to decide what you want or what you're looking for, deciding based on someone else's criteria is never a good idea. Mm-mm. It's never good. Like my, my mom, she, she says things all the time about who she'd want me to end up with or whatever and and then i then she i guess we'd make eye contact and she would realize like she's really just talking to herself there because she knows (laughs) like she knows the person she raised yeah and she realized oh she might be just because that's like like how you said uh, the way you see your father and the, the way you see love from him is working hard and being supportive and being the person that makes sure you lack for nothing but then, but then the verbal uh, affirmation of the love wasn't what you wanted to be, or wasn't what you'd expect. And the way I look, like project that forward, is the way I see a romantic partner. I wouldn't want that kind of. I wouldn't expect that kind of love from a parent either. So it's like, mm-hmm. sure, you'd want love, but it's not going to be like. You can't expect it to be directly the same way that you get from a parent. And I definitely hope yeah. not. But you can see what an example of love is based on how your parents interacted. Yeah. So not necessarily like the interaction with you per se. But like my mother is a very type A person. Like she is, she walks into a room and even if she hasn't met anybody there, seven minutes later, she's the one running everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm more reserved and everything. And, and so... Like so, that's the type of person I grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> but I know for a fact that's not the type of person I want to end up with. Yeah. Because it's different when there's like, when like, of course we we love each other dearly, but it's when there's a power dynamic. It's yeah. like okay, you have to accept that. Yeah. And it's like, but when it comes to like choosing a partner, you do not have to accept anything you do not want. Yeah. So it's like yeah, sure, you're trying to decide what you want, who you want to be with. It should be based on the criteria you set. But when things are projected, you don't realize that it's projected. So when I wrote the blog, I realized at that moment that I wasn't giving people a fair chance, right? So let's say there are 10 guys who are interested in me. At that time, years, a couple years ago, I would just be like, this, I'm going to choose three of them because they reached this standard that I was going off of. So like the bachelorette. 
Yeah, right. And again, this is all hypothetical. Like, <laughs> the, ain't, ain't no ten guys. Shoot, let me at least have one option. That's hard out here. But um, so let's say I choose three, and all three of them it doesn't work out, right? And then I look at the other seven, and I'm like, it could be years later after unpacking and realizing like I only chose the three because they all have a master's, and they make they are working a certain job, and they don't have no kids. Right. But the seven, one may only have a high school diploma, but and he may be a mechanic, but wants to have his own business one day. And so, ha- you know, is currently working towards that. Um, the other one may have a child, but is ready for a relationship. Right. And is emotionally available for that. And I'm not looking at them. And years later, I might be like, why didn't I choose you again? Mm. And then you realize, like, but you're a good person. OK, so what? You don't have a degree. OK. And I met guys with who are lawyers that aren't appeasing to me okay mm-hmm. you know what i mean and realizing that something's projected onto you, you like just you don't realize it because it's really in your subconscious right like your just your experience is going to shape everything how i'm going to raise my future kids it's going to be based off of my experience so what i think is right and wrong but a lot of it comes from my experience so i'm going to be projecting things onto them that like they're going to realize like mom like that is not my own truth that is your truth and i know you're being a parent and i love and respect you for that but that's not my truth and so when you unpack your projections out of the 10 guys now i'm not choosing the ones based off of what i thought the standards are what would make a good person right or a good person for me i'm now choosing based off of my core values which are my non-negotiables which means it doesn't matter how fine doesn't matter where you work or what all these extra glitz and glamorous things that you have, if you don't have those values, I'm not rocking with you. And I think it made me realize, go back to the drawing board and, and figure out what are my core values? What are my core values? Not the values that I've been taught to have because a lot of those values that many women are taught to have is based off of status. It's based off of perception. And even going back to like love. So we all have a love language. Right. So my love language is quality time and words of affirmation. So I love words. Um, but there's a difference where and it's 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 up to um, if anyone hasn't read the five love language from Dave Chapman. I know the last name is Chapman should read it because he talks about if I meet a guy and I'm dating him. The beautiful thing about it is once I know his love language and he knows mine, my goal isn't if his love language is acts of service and mine's is of course quality time i shouldn't press or mine's words of affirmation me telling him oh my gosh i really like you you're you're an amazing person that's i shouldn't be forcing that down his throat my showing him how i care about him and love him is going to be me you know because it's act of service so it might be like you know what i put a cute note in your car uh-huh. you know what i mean and he's gonna feel so full off of his love tank, so it's written in the book, he's going to be like, well, you know, like, I know Bay's love language is words of affirmation. So I'm going to wake up to a very beautiful, like, morning text, right? Even something as simple as, like, if you're calling me beautiful, I'm going to feel full. The difference between a parental love from a romantic love is there's just certain things that we need to hear, right? Like the nurturing thing, right? Women are naturally nurturers, right? So it's something about a woman's love that's nurturing hearing i love you and hearing i love you allows you to be 
satisfied at a young age for some people and some people it doesn't and hey I could be completely wrong but I think sometimes when you don't have the nurturing aspect from men and women in your life it impacts things right so women you know I'm gonna find myself easily able to open up to my female friends because I'm used to the nurturing of a woman Mm. right from my mom but when it comes to a guy it's difficult for me to kind of open up right and of course it can another plethora of reasons it can be because I've, I've dealt with things I've had my heart broken you know and it's like all right now this wall's coming up but even before I started dating I wasn't like the most you know nurturing lovey-dovey person right because I when you it's difficult for you to give to something if you haven't received it from a from that particular group and I think it's important that if somebody's a father listening to this tell your child you love them like tell your child you know what I love you like Call your daughter beautiful, right? Call your son handsome, you know? The power of words from a parent can change the entire the entire outlook of a child's life. Um, and I think if we don't get things from certain people, we seek it elsewhere. Elsewhere, yeah. Because when you think about everything is traced to the root, that's why they there's, there's, there's things where people will say that someone who... Like a guy that might treat a woman a certain way in a negative way, you sometimes have to trace back to see what is his relationship with women like. And his first relationship with a woman is with his mom. Right. When a woman acts a certain way, well, what is her relationship with her father like? Because her first interactions with her father. And so that root is going to impact a lot. And so if culture stops us or hinders us, right, makes it difficult, us, difficult for us to express ourselves because that's just... You know, it's just culture. It's what we always do. Culture isn't always right. Mm. Culture isn't always healthy. Culture, and you know, even to dive a little deeper, <laughs> it's going to ruffle some feathers, but sometimes our culture is very traumatic, right? Like, it can create trauma. It can, you know, when you have a B in a, in a, on, a on a quiz that you study so hard for, and the first thing you hear is, oh, you should have an A+. plus." Mm. Like... Looking back, we can, mm. you know, when you when you listen to podcasts, people talk about this, or you go on Instagram and there's there's like scenes and stuff. That's funny in the moment, but when you think about it, that chunk impacts you because right. then now you have an issue with being a perfectionist, and being a perfectionist is not always healthy, you know. And those are the things where, and then, or you definitely start to second guess yourself. You feel like you're not good enough. You feel like everything you do isn't good enough you feel like if you feel like you can't reach your maximum potential is because when you thought you did when you were younger you were told it wasn't good enough or you're called stupid or you're called all of these things and and i think no one wants to talk about that like our culture all of our cultures are so beautiful but there's also a level of ugliness and trauma that's embedded within that and until we unpack that we don't even realize how impactful it is, right? And for me, with that blog post, I had to unpack that as it came down to the kind of guys I was choosing and why I was choosing certain kind of guys because they all had something in common. They didn't know what they want, right? <laughs> and they and I just was blinded and focused on things that I was told. It's you know like if I date this person, if I bring them home, and you know it'll make me look good, it'll make my parents proud. Uh, Not necessarily like do they make me feel good. And the uh, five love languages, that was by Gary Chapman. Gary, you, what did I say? You Dave. said Dave or something. Ooh, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you got the last I got the last name right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. So I, what I'm getting is, all right, so you need to make the decisions 
on who you want to be with based on your own criteria. Don't don't do it to satisfy anybody else because at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to have to live with them. You're mm-hmm. the one that's going to have to be with them. You're the one that's going to have to start a family with them. And as much as the like the outward forces might be trying to push in and help impact your decision or interfere with your decision, you have to decide that it's not it's not their decision to make. It's not their choice to make. They might have some input on advice, but at the end of the day, like that is still your decision whether you're going to accept it or not. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I know for a fact, like, so I have a, I have a homegirl. She's yeah, she's she's single as well. And what she's dealing with is she. Um, um, I um, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, but what she's dealing with is a lot of okay i've i've gone after like a certain type of guy or a certain type of guy i've been attracted to whatever and it hasn't worked out so let me switch to this and when she like said that to me i was like what she was switching to was sort of okay i'm gonna give a certain type of guy an opportunity and at first i was like yeah that's perfect like sure and then when she was like yeah she's gonna give a certain type of guy like not necessarily a guy that she likes, but a guy that likes her. And like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Like, I get that there's like, you probably face a different uh, level of pressure than what I would face. Mm-hmm. Because like... That's a woman. Yeah, and I'm like, even though like, I'm not even going to get to the fact like, y- y'all should not be the one stressing over us. It should be the other way around. But Absolutely. I don't know what kind of PR we have as guys <laughs> where it's like... Y'all just feel like you have to do, and thanks, I guess. I don't know, but it's it's like, y'all are like going crazy. I'm like, yo, like if you really like look at it, like in every aspect of like going up the tree of dating in any aspect, Mm. y'all are the like treasured commodity. Mm -hmm. And yet you're the ones like bending to the will of others mm-hmm. you're the ones compromising more I'm like Trying to make if you work. see a guy with a woman the chances are he's compromising less than she is mm-hmm. like she checks more boxes for him than he does for her mm-hmm. but then when she's like she was like okay she's just going after she wants to start giving guys a chance of the guys who like her more even though she doesn't feel anything initially I'm like i get where you're coming from but like yeah if it's a guy that you like too, not just yeah. maybe because because you had like I bad experiences with guys that you wanted mm-hmm. and you're like okay, bump that. I'm going with guys now that they're not necessarily my cup of tea, but yeah, he likes me. I'm like no, that is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> and then when she's like oh okay, so that one didn't work out. I'm like yeah, duh. Like I could have told maybe, you that. Or maybe for her, it's giving somebody a chance. See, I I understand that. I understand like branching out and expand and, and expanding your yeah. suitor pool, but then it's like there's a reason why you didn't like him in the first place. Yeah, and it might it might be uh, your values don't align, or is yeah. or it might be a matter of physical attraction. And like these are these things right here are non-negotiable. Sure, you might be able to look past a certain feature. Yeah. But then, like, if the total package, you do not find that appealing. Then why? Then it sounds like you're going off of just settling because you're looking at your biological clock. So there's a difference. If, if I meet a guy and he has 
the the uh, very things that I value, right? These are my non-negotiables. Because I used to have a list. I had a list in high school. I didn't grow up like thinking like, oh, I'm going to get married. or I, I, I never was obsessed with it. Um, but I remember my, my aunt told me, write a list of what you want a man. I did that. My ex was actually everything I wanted on the list. And that was a wake-up call. Like writing a list for some mm -hmm. people isn't always good enough, right? Like you got everything on the list and doesn't mean anything. I didn't have a value list on what my non non like negotiables are. And again, it goes back to that is something that doesn't matter how fine, how good they look, if they don't have these things. Yeah. And so I think in the situation with your friend, I would challenge her to go about it like this because it's what I'm doing. So on my non negotiables, like looks aren't in it. Surprisingly it's not. Right. I, I want to be really I want to be attracted to the person. Right. And attraction doesn't have to always come from a form of they look appealing. Attraction can be based off of interacting with people. Right. So I've I've been in situations where I've seen somebody's picture and I'm just like, mm, I'm not that intrigued. Or they'll message me and I'm just like, mm, I'm respectful. But then I might meet them in real life and be like, yo, you're mad cool. And, you know, and, and, and then there's this level of attraction there because something about their personality and how we're engaging in conversations and they have the non-negotiables or they have the certain values that I'm like, okay, I can kind of go further with this and see what can happen. I think that's fine because I think the person may not be packaged the way you like, right? I think it's the older you get, it's the, it's the more you care less about how fine they are and you care more about the non-negotiables. And because of non-negotiables, I'm a little bit more open with dating somebody who may not be who who may not look a certain type of way if if our values align the only issue with that is when you, when they reach out if it's like if it's like through a dating app or if it's those if it's through social media it's difficult to look past it because at the end of the day like you said you want to be attracted to the person so when you see someone that's why it's important for women to put themselves out there go to places go to events because you may end up going on a date with somebody that you normally wouldn't like go on a date with but because you've had a you've had a conversation initially, you're like, I'm gonna give you a chance because you know what? You seem like you would be a good catch. But isn't there a certain value to like, just simply looking at someone and there's something like, like it ignites something in you just by simply Absolutely. looking. Absolutely. So, yeah. but, but then I, you know, but. But it, men and women do things, find things attractive differently. There's also and women. even from even from woman to woman, like they like all of you don't find the same exact thing attractive. Absolutely. But yeah. then but you know what is attractive to you. Mm -hmm. And then seeing someone who doesn't necessarily fit that bill. Sure, the conversation might be great, but then you also want to like roll over and look at a person and be like, damn, that's me right there. So that's different. That is then it's a little bit more vain, right? So for women, at least I don't want to generalize a woman. I could generalize myself. Okay. So for myself, what makes a man attractive isn't just looks, right? Like okay. if, if I can look at you, okay, you can be, I've met, I've seen guys that look so fine and they open up their mouth and I'm like, uh-uh, you're not that fine anymore, right? <laughs> and because they're, you know, they're, I can't take them seriously. And I've met guys where, you know, I may not initially be like, oh, goo goo gaga, but I've gotten to know them and I and I and I'm learning about them and I'm like, yo, you're attractive. Attraction for me is confidence. Attractive for me is like a, a man that has a presence is attractive, right? Somebody who who's consistent can be very attractive. Like a consistent man turns up to be attractive. A man that actually has the balls to like 
call you all the time instead of texting you is attractive. A man that's making time and is ready for something serious that is emotionally available can make up attractive because in for women like that's how we or again sorry for myself that's how I operate that's how I'm able to just be open to to like certain guys if I'm going out to certain places and I meet someone I may initially walk into a place and be like mm, looking around I'm not like hyped but someone who's approaching me and is having a random conversation, I'm I'm looking at this person like, you know what, I respect that because I know it's not easy to approach anyone because you don't know if I'm married, you don't know if I have a man, you don't know if I'm engaged, you don't know any of these things. And I think the thing with women, we define attraction based off of a lot of internal things, not necessarily looks. I don't want the finest person in the room, the one that everybody's going after. I go completely opposite from those kind of guys. Why is that? Because I feel like for me... I, so when I would go out to different places and events, you know how there's certain guys where all the women are like, mm, who's that? One, it's not, I don't like to do the competition. I don't have the, I don't have the energy to chase or to try to choose me. Then I'm going to stand out, right? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to do that, right? I don't have the energy. Um, and because I just feel like it takes more than being fine for me to like someone personally for me. Right now, so if, you're not about that Hunger Games life, you know, like. nah. Y'all want him? <laughs> Good luck, sis. Have fun. Okay. Like I'm, know. I'm more big on, on, on that. And as cliche as it may sound, like men who know what they want look a little different from me. Like there was one guy, and it's interesting because it actually started on social media, and I was just like, so my friends are like, Joy, that's your type, and I'm just like, no, it's not. But looking back maybe but he wasn't like the most appealing looks wise but i'm not gonna lie his consistency almost made me consider him and he lived really far he was does not live on the east coast i was like you know i can do this distance thing like you know we can meet but, each other I, I noticed you did say almost though yeah well because there were some red flags there was a red flag that kind of did come about and i oh. and i thought that i could you know talk things out but it would be one of those things where if i overlook that my future self will suffer for it gotcha, right gotcha. um and i want to go too into details in nah. case the person is probably wondering are you talking about me <laughs> i am probably but okay whatnot whatever um but his presence his like he was very upfront and was like that made him really attractive to me like i was like really considering and he I don't think he knew the extent of it because he was going really hard. And that was so attractive. I was like, the fact that you're pursuing me, which I don't have a lot of guys that pursue me. The fact that you're pursuing me and you're so upfront about it, you have no idea how much I am looking at you when we would FaceTime. And I'm just like, you, like, you may be somebody I may be open to seriously considering because he was like, upfront was like, I want to see where this can go. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, like, the intent was made him more attractive to you. Mm-hmm. I am not attracted to guys who don't know what they want. I'm not attracted to men who aren't emotionally available, who aren't ready for a for a commitment, for a relationship. Like, I'm not attracted to those kind of men. And, yes, I want to look at somebody and, and say, like, they look nice. Of course, I, I need to be attracted to you in that, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to go a place. I'm going to be like, oh, you know, he's cute. I, I want I at least want that. It doesn't have to be where he has to be fine. He has to be sexy. Like he has to have his chest all out. He has to be the most fit. 
that no but i at least want the person to be cute i want to look at the person and be like oh he's so cute he's so adorable right <laughs> like i want that right um and men are different men are like oh she found ooh, look at her body and stuff like that but most men who are really really serious are like she fine but i need more than that hmm. because it's something like you can be with a fine fine person like what a guy say a baddie and still feel empty and still feel like that's not enough right because there's a part of a man where it's like all right, like she already got the sex drive check, but what, what else? else? Yeah. Because you'll always find somebody that looks finer than what you have, but sometimes you'll never find someone who make you feel the way that you feel about this particular person. And so for me, and I think that's why I would say like since my last relationship, I liked maybe two people within, yeah, seriously like two people within the five years I've been single and like dating and to know people, I like two. You know, other people, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. But the two at that moment was like, if you asked me to be your girlfriend, bet my answer would be yes. Damn. Right? Because it was, it, and it was more than looks. I mean, they were nice to look at. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, cute. Okay, I see you styling <laughs> and stuff. But I was attracted and intrigued by them, not because of how they were looking, but the experiences and the values and. And, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So for me, it's like I I am drawn to men who take initiative. I realize that's the kind of man I like and that's the kind of man I need. So it, it boils down to the same way a person's personality can take them from a 10 to a 2. The opposite can happen to someone who's like assertive, who who's upfront with their intent and who puts forth the action behind it mm-hmm. can also appear more attractive to you as well yeah i remember one guy he was very upfront it was it was a little overwhelming it was like last year i was just like he made a comment guys don't ever stop telling women you're gonna be my wife up front like that i, I mean yeah Ni- nigerian men especially in Niger- and he yeah and i just be yeah, like yeah think know. about it but don't say it outward right and mm. yes there are some Stories on social media where the guy said, I told her she's going to be my wife. And she just looked at me and they ended up getting married. Okay, that's great. That's the exception. But um, I remember he was so upfront, so like, so consistent. I was just not interested because I was just like, mm. he was really, really skinny. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not attracted <laughs> to him. But when, wow. but then again, looking back, mm. last year I was not emotionally available. I was oh, not okay. really ready okay. as much as I thought I was. A year later, I'm like at a much better place. At a, my, my like headspace is a little bit more open. And did to you that. did you hit him up then? When? No, I mean I was like, hey, hope all is well. And he was like, oh, everything's great. He asked me, you know, are you still single? I was like, yeah. And then like that was it. Uh, but it was one of those things. Like looking back, I'm like, you know. Looking back, I'm just like, I, I was looking at his picture. I was just like, you know, the consistency and stuff like that. That's, he's, he's kind of cute. Like, he started looking different to me, mm. right? Because when you realize, like, when certain looks and a certain look wasn't working out, you're, like, back to the drawing board, right? If me going after what I was going after, clearly I'm still single. Mm. There has to be some type of openness associated for me to change my status and to be with someone, you know what I mean? Because look how far my type has gotten me. Still single, right? And being open to dating somebody that might not be my type. And maybe that might be me dating the guy who's the fine one, right? That's not usually my type. Um, but I think women have to be open. 
but it's like it, you have to figure out what your value systems are and a lot of the times you have to figure it out after failed attempts right figuring out like me of course people already know i really love god right and so i had to make a decision am i gonna date a man based off of what my family and culture says or am I going to hold a man to the standards of what, like, God would want, right? And not a perfect man. I'm not trying to date Jesus because that's impossible, mm. right? I think of David in the Bible. He was he was, he was, was a shepherd, right? And he ended up being a king. So sometimes I always look at that as the man may not be where he needs to be, but there's always a king in him, right? And so... By going, following what God would want me to ideally be with, as it, when it comes down to a relationship with a guy, I'm not looking for a man to be the finished product. I'm, I'm going to go after a man who's after God's heart, right? So, uh, so I like that you brought that up about the guy not being a finished product. So it's something that I've sort of like talked to people who who don't mind me rambling about is how come that just usually goes one way we like me personally as a guy i've never heard a guy say he doesn't mind a woman who's like not a finished product or mm -hmm. like the burden on you like it's okay you guys are like or you ladies are like okay they they're okay with the man with potential or whatever mm -hmm. but us guys like we're just like finished product she's already been groomed from young to be mm -hmm. a wife or whatever and i don't know if maybe y'all need to like unite or maybe form a union <laughs> or something but it's like and y'all are just okay with it and maybe maybe that's what is necessary to like for these pairings to occur mm -hmm. uh maybe because i guess there's more i don't i don't know if it's true but there's a certain level of like there's a certain level of pressure on guys to be the finished product or to be this person where your your uh, ability to provide for a family should be apparent or should be should it it should be something that people can see a mile away or at least they know you're capable of it or at least heading in that direction mm -hmm. and that's why I guess a lot of times people are so enamored by positions or of like high standard or high status like doctors lawyers whatever and that's why they tend to be what parents want their daughters to marry into or whatever for the financial stability yeah and it's like there's i guess there's that level of pressure where it's like okay if i'm not doing this i gotta be doing two other things that match up to that or three mm -hmm. other things and i guess it's also apparent when you're heading in that direction so they don't want to disqualify guys who are necessarily not there yet mm -hmm. but you can see and like you rarely see that in the other way, except yeah. if the woman is in medical school or pharmacy school or in law school. Oh, like, yeah. Where you know, okay, she might not be doing this right now, but it's because she has this certain thing. It's never like, oh, she's just like, she's still figuring things out or yeah. she's she's a small business owner or whatever. It's like, and I don't know if like, if we maybe uh, like make some sort of amendment to these expectations it's going to put like a lot less pressure on each side. Yeah. Whereas like one side is looking for uh, a made man, but is willing to accept someone who is like a work in progress. But the other side is like, no, I'm not accepting 
I'm not accepting anything other than a wife who I haven't chosen yet. Like yeah. she's already wife. Like she that's her. And she just isn't married yet. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. Like generally, these types of things typically favor men so i'm not even sure why i'm bringing it up no i'm I'm happy you brought it up because it's one of those things like i have noticed that so just so that um to clarify dating somebody's potential is a very dangerous thing right so when you know that somebody's not a finished product i'm not saying so if, if if i'm it's like if i'm interested in dating a guy right and he doesn't work hard like he's just lazy and i'm just like okay Maybe if I, you know, continue being with him and encourage him, maybe he'll work hard. No, that's me dating his potential, right? So when you do that, like you're saying, like, you know, um, I'm having these assumptions that, you know, just this guy's eventually going to work hard. There's a difference with me saying there's a guy who works hard, but he hasn't reached his goal yet, but he's focused in doing that. You know, like they're, you know, like I'm not having an assumption like, well, what if he stops working hard? No. Like, he's already focused, has the tunnel vision. So the thing is, it's like, we have to remember that when we're choosing guys, if that person doesn't have that certain thing that, like, you would like, you always have to ask yourself, are you okay with it, right? I know I would not be okay with a man who doesn't work hard. So what's the point of me dating him, Mm -hmm. right? And so finished product in a sense of some people feel like, I've heard guys say that, they want to make a certain salary before they get married. Um, there is this guy I follow on uh, Instagram, Cornelius Lindsay. He's married and he's so real about it. Him and his wife, there's a difference. He's younger. She's older. She's probably like 30, 34, and he's probably 30. He says the problem is that people don't go into things with a plan. People get married and they don't have a plan, right? And so when you don't have a plan... You're going to have a whole bunch of issues, right? So men are more focused on finances. A man whose finances is in order, he's going to be like, well, what's the point of me being with any, you know, being with her? If I'm not, or men will say, I'm not ready yet because I don't have my finances in order. I'm not ready to marry this person, but I'm dating them. I've been dating them for the past three, five years. But in reality, within the three, five years, what is the plan, right? It's like Dave Ramsey, his podcast is about how to get out of debt. A lot of the families or married people who got out of debt, they had a plan they brought to light the issues which in this case was their finances and was able to then have an action plan to try to resolve it i think men have been force-fed this thing where if you don't make 80 90k you're not you know worthy to be a Mm. husband when in reality you can be making 20k and you work hard and you provide and you are you know praying for your wife you are there and you can love her way better than someone right so we 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 have to remember and then again it goes back to culture right it goes back to the projection of culture and projection of what we're told we're told that certain careers are the safety and yes it might be financially safe but are your emotion emotional needs being met right, right. when you look at in the churches it's a lot of married people who go to church by themselves Bridget your husband oh they're at home but they make they may be bringing in the bacon Right. And if that woman may not be getting her like just like her spiritual, you know, um, just like needs being met from her husband and she's getting it from no one. Right. That's why sometimes some women be like latching on to their pastor a little bit too much. <laughs> we need to be latching on to your husband. Right. But you're okay. married for money. You're not married for for love. Love is a partnership. 
I mean, marriage is a partnership, right? And I think, and, and again, like I, I know marriage isn't easy. I've never been married, so I'm not going to speak on it like I'm an expert. I'm not. But I think the thing is, is that we have to remember that no one's perfect, but we have to kind of choose. We have to choose the cons that we are willing to deal and accept. That's why I'm attracted to men who are like, listen, I may not be the doctor or the lawyer, but I'm ready to love you. Mm. What's up? That is always attractive. And again, from my experience, I've met guys who were, um, you know, in finances and up there. And I just didn't like them, you know, because it takes more than being stable. Granted, a man should also realize, like, there's a season where if he's like, listen, if you know you can't provide to take care of a, a woman and a family, then don't date. Because when I'm, if I'm, if, if I'm on my wedding day, like my dad is saying, she's no longer my responsibility she is yours that means my dad is entrusting you to to continue to take care of me right and if a man knows he can't do that then that's that's something he has to ask himself and be honest honest enough with himself to say am i even ready for marriage Uh but men aren't taught what being married ready for marriage marriage, is and what it entails so yeah well yeah we've we've covered a lot of things like yeah some things I didn't even think about, and so. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the time. You have to do some. Yeah. Nah. So, all right. So before <laughs> we finish, I just want to get into this quick Q and A session that we usually have with the guests on the show. All right. So it's rapid fire. Just come up with the first thing you can think of. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So first one is: Have you ever been in a fist fight? No. Really? Not- I mean, I punched my cousin in the face, but he didn't hit me back. It, I was playing by accident. I was young. Okay. All right. If you had to lose one of your senses, which would it be? It would be my ability to hear. Really? Well, yeah, because I, I, I like the smelling things. Yes, at, some, at times you don't hear certain things. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. All right. If you had to switch lives with one person for a day, who would you pick? think i would choose michelle obama because i just want to see how her dresses feel her just her her style is on point so i mean walking her heels okay all right and <laughs> the final question is if you had to have if you wanted people to describe you in three words what would they be it doesn't have to be a phrase it could be three separate words nurturing bubbly and i would say funny because i think i'm a funny person <laughs> okay and on that note uh thank you very much for joining me this is officially the longest episode of the podcast are you serious i I knew this was gonna happen i knew it but it's okay yeah it's officially the longest episode of the podcast (laughs) so uh i really appreciate you joining me here and uh in case some people have forgotten already where can we find you and follow you your blog and wherever you are yes so you can follow me on instagram speak with joy like as it you know, spell it as a sound. On the same thing with uh, Twitter, Speak With Joy, and on Facebook, Speaking With Joy. And then my uh, website is speakwithjoy.net. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll try and do this again next week.